So can I just throw something out here real quick that, that's going to maybe upset a few people? No. Um, this is not a strength problem. Mm. This is too much muscle activity getting in the way of the normal mechanics of the knee. So defaulting into, oh, you're, you're just weak is a mistake. Welcome to Reconsider. I'm Bill Hartman. This is the podcast to challenge you to ask better questions, to look beyond traditional models of thinking and arrive at better health and fitness solutions. Well, again, it's like, so we have, we have to be careful here because again, if, if we get enough of the curvature, like I said, that's where you're going to get the, the medial, back. the meat. Yeah. It's going to get more, more medial, but prior to that, prior to okay, that. Okay. So maybe we say, we say medial knee pain turns into lateral knee pain, turns back into medial knee pain. Yeah. But I, I hate saying that because now it, it, then you're going to have, the, we're going to Bill. <laughs> We're going to say it. We're going to say it because it, it's, it's, we, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to confuse people. I like, I, I agree. I, everyone needs to know that it's not, this is not a definitive path that we're talking about. It would be, it'd be really people. nice if it was, then we could just, yeah. The cookbook. If um, A, then B, if B, yeah. then C, if D, then E, yeah. like that's, it's there, not but, there, but again, there, there are elements that, that, that shift us shift the probabilities in certain directions that allow right. we'll talk about yeah, tendencies we'll talk about probabilities we'll yeah. talk about likelihood of of occurrence yeah yeah so so again so again all we're, all we're following is is directions of pressures tensions and fluid shifts that's that's essentially what we're talking about and right? the typical so, sequence of compensations correct because again it, it starts with a normal representation we magnify that normal representation that creates a, a, a certain strategy that results typically in in one finding, which again that that's often a, a medial knee that's going right. to going to be suffering, right? Um, increased muscle activity, you get patellar issues that are associated with that. We get the ER compensatory activity that's increasing, and that again, all it's doing is it, it's 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 just shifting where the 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 synovial fluid in the joint is is going to rest. Um, it's going to create an expanded representation that makes it much more difficult to push into the ground in these in these positions, and then that's why it would elicit pain in, in a certain certain space, right? So, so typically, um, when you, as you see the 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 knee increase its orientation into external rotation, that's why you would see it shift laterally in most circumstances. Right? Okay, um, it like an extreme example, right? In, in an acute situation, you you plant your foot into the ground. You're playing football. You plant your foot into the ground, and somebody slides into the inside aspect of your knee and quickly expands the outside of your knee. That would be like a lateral collateral ligament injury. So it's on the outside of the knee. So that ligament would have to expand in that circumstance. There would be a huge synovial fluid shift in that direction. And then that's why you would start to see those lateral structures come under load. Yeah, silly putty doesn't like to be abruptly moved. No, because it, it makes stuff it makes stuff stiffer, and then it reaches the end of its constraint, and then that's where the tear would occur if if it occurs. Right? Non Newtonian behaviors. Afraid so. <laughs> okay, that's that's for another time. Okay, so we we talked about the typical progression of what happens over time. Mm -hmm. um, the compensatory sequence, which again is just 
you know, things moving forward through space and away from midline mm -hmm. and what that effect that has on what we typically see at the knee in terms of mm -hmm. trying to compensate to still create force down into the ground or produce right. force down into the ground. Right. Okay. So now let's do another thing that you don't like to do <laughs> and talk about and talk about like simple solutions. So we oh. talked in the previous episode, we talked about, well, you made a whole series of these videos during COVID. COVID just, trying, just trying to help. We talked about trying to knock a home run when it comes to injury and mm -hmm. first step being bring someone back within the base of support. Second step being like controlling the behaviors as they move through space so that they right. don't end up going back towards these tendencies that we addressed. So mm -hmm. maybe we talk about how to do, how to reclaim that, bringing the center of gravity back and within the base support. And then a couple activities that we would use for medial or lateral or both. Okay. Um, so generally speaking, when we, when we think about the, the foot and you think about where your center of gravity would be, if it was as far forward as it could possibly go, right? So you're standing at the edge of the Grand Canyon and I'm standing behind you and I'm slowly nudging you forward. And you start to think about where that center of gravity would rest and where you would push into the ground. So you're, you're on the, you're on your forefoot under that circumstance. And so reclaiming the ability to capture the position of the ground with your foot then becomes very, very important because what that's going to do is when you, when you do capture the effective context of the foot, that's what allows you to bring your, your center of gravity back inside your base of support, right? Where it would be more forward and then forcing the body to move away from midline. So if I can bring my center of gravity back inside of my base of support, that allows me to push down and into the ground with the relative motions that I would hope that I would have been able to access in the first place. So that would be, that would be step one. And we talked a little bit about like a hook lying as an activity that's very anti-gravity based, but um, it, depending on the individual in question, if I was to do, say, uh, a heels elevated goblet squat, so with the foot up on a full platform where toes are lower than, than heel, that is actually a representation where the center of gravity would be behind those foot contacts, which gives me a mechanical advantage to recapture the relative motion in that circumstance. So that would just be another representation um, when we're talking about bringing the, the center of gravity back inside of the base of support. Yeah. So let's, since uh, I know we have, I have a video that I can pull up easily uh, of, of a assisted heels are like a ramp squat. Uh -huh, so like uh -huh. holding onto a, a TRX strap and going uh -huh. to that. Cause we had talked about in the previous episode, we had talked about the giving some assistance, uh, taking gravity away in Correct. a way. So if I'm yeah. leaning away, if I'm leaning back from a TRX strap in my hands, I'm on a ramp. So I'm in that earlier representation. I'm back within my base of support. And then I move through that range of motion. Yeah. That could be a way to help restore the muscle activity to take the twists out of the joint. Well, it's, so you're actually reducing the muscle activity that would have caused the orientation in the first place, right? Right. right. So... And then I mean, promoting, be, yeah. Then promoting the mechanical element from the ground up. So you're correct. It's just I just wanted to clarify that, that by leaning, well, yeah, I don't want to. You're not, you're not increasing anymore. muscle activity, right? So before the the muscle activity that was increasing was not useful because mm -hmm. my weight was forward and and away from midline. Mm -hmm. So I was driving this muscle. I was driving the compression and the muscle mm -hmm. activity that was actually 
uh, making the twist worse. Yes. So can I just throw something out here real quick that, that's going to may, maybe upset a few people? No. Um, this is not a strength problem. Mm. This is too much muscle activity getting in the way of the normal mechanics of the knee. So defaulting into, oh, you're, you're just weak is a mistake in many cases. Right? Yeah. We had, I had, I had promised, I had promised Manuel that we were going to do an episode on strengthen what's weak and stretch what's tight. And we haven't done that yet. So my bad, man. uh, we'll get there. We'll we'll get there. But, but, but this, this is a, but this is an important point to make is because again, somebody walks into a clinic with knee pain and immediately they start doing quote unquote strengthening activities. When the reality is, it's like, what we need to be able to do is reacquire those positions that allow relative motion to occur. And in many cases, it's actually a down regulation of muscle output. Right? Yeah. And, and, well, and so and, that's and, interference, yeah. you know, and in an even in an even more confusing way, there are certain muscles. Once I've reclaimed the position that I want within my base of support, there are certain muscles that I want to have more activity at than others Correct. in order to assist with the taking the twist out that I right. was promoting with too much muscle activity with the wrong muscles. And I think we could, since we're already talking about it, we probably could talk about why like VMO and anterior tib are helpful to use as long as you have that position that we're looking for. Right. So, so we need, we need a, a, um, mechanical influence that, that provides us the normal behavior of the tibia. So the tibia should have, an element of internal rotation. So again, using a step forward as an example, when the foot lands on the ground, the tibia would be externally rotated relative to the femur. I have to have something that will provide control of the tibia to allow the femur to move on top of the tibia. And and what we find is, is that there's connective tissue behavior that's part of it, that's associated with with gravity and then we have muscle activity that's part of it and then that would be associated with being able to hold the tibia towards internal rotation as i'm externally rotating the femur which would be reliant on this is where um like some of the older literature that would talk about like vmo weakness or vm weakness being associated with knee pain well it's not a weakness per se it's just a lack of positional control that, that allows this to occur, which is why in some circumstances, VMO strengthening did help because what they were actually doing is they were requiring that middle propulsive position where I am pushing straight down into the ground, right? Um, and in other circumstances where you don't require that position, then that's where the, the elements of the VMO strength falls apart. And so again, that's why we have to stop looking at this as a strength solution. We have to look at it as a, as a control of position solution. Yeah, because you're, there are a lot of, so in the instances where you have like a bodybuilder who needs all of their muscles to be large and they're in a very pancaked, squished from front to back, weights forward in their base support on the outsides of their feet, you might still see someone with a really prominent VMO because they've just done a bunch of leg extensions and leg presses with their feet out and have just uh-huh. built up that muscle, but it's not there isn't going to be the same contribution that we're saying of like restoring motion at the tibia mm-hmm. given that, cause that's like strong VMO, right? That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to help you with that movement related issue that we're talking about. Well, but if, you know, if, it, if it, if it's producing its maximum force in the wrong position, then 
it's not terribly effective in controlling the position. Yeah, and it's to, to, to go back to what we had talked about earlier, trying to put force down into the ground in that externally oriented state yeah, is really raising your probability for injury Yeah, at that particular area. Okay, um, so the, our simple solution for medial knee pain was get back within the base of support and then using something like a assisted squat on a ramp. Potentially, potentially. Potentially. So, this so isn't we have, like so, a, yeah. Well, we have, we have to be careful because number one, we need a knee that will bend, okay? Yes. So let me send people to the, to the, to the point of reference, uh, the, the simple solutions on the YouTube page, okay? Yep. So those are designed, those are designed to secure the position of the tibia and then move things above that. Right. So so we're addressing we're addressing the the excessive amount of external rotation present towards the hip and the pelvis. And then we're reorienting the knee position progressively using those those activities. And so I believe I used a series of split stances um, with a, a variable load to actually create the to, to create control of the the uh, the pelvis and the hip as you're moving the knee through space, right? Yeah. And so we're, we're essentially taking the magnification of a twist and, and reducing that to a position that we do have control over where we can push straight down into the ground in one circumstance. And then I believe there's, I, I think I have the lateral knee pain solutions up there as well, which take into account the amount of external rotation first. And so you can actually see this sequence of events play out um, in that that series of simple solutions for the knee. Okay. It is not an absolute solution for everyone. Let's be clear. It's about something, that. yeah. And it's so these are things that it supports work. the mechanical elements that can arise. It doesn't mean that that's yeah. what yours is, right? Get evaluated by the appropriate health professional. Right. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. So they say in so in many cases, these mechanical elements, if taken into account can help alleviate the tension that you're feeling in yeah. that given area. Sure. Okay. So yeah. the bringing yourself back within your base of support, we explained an activity to do that. Uh, and then I think it's important. What you mentioned is important. Taking the twist out of the knee so that you actually have a knee that can bend. So cool. that's, you know, it's easy. And we had mentioned this in an earlier episode. I can have a knee that looks like it can bend mm -hmm. and I can get my heel. Sometimes I can get my heel to my butt, but I, I, I don't have the relative motion. So that becomes tricky. And that's not something that I don't think people pay attention to or even know necessarily about this concept of, I have to recreate a knee, a hip and an ankle that can bend mm -hmm. and yeah. actually, and, and bend and by, by bend, I mean, have rotations that can cancel each other out in a way to make that happen. Correct. Correct. Yeah. 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 So again, if I, if I, have, if I have bones that are turning simultaneously in the same direction, that's going to be that, that's going to be a knee that probably doesn't have the capacity to bend with relative motion, which is again, that's the easiest place for us to move. Like it, it, that's the place of least effort to, to acquire a position. If I have to bend against the, the knee mechanics and rely on connective tissue behaviors, that's why you feel stuff. So, so your connective tissues are filled with sensors to allow you to feel tensions and pressures, 
right? It's, if you've ever done a split squat and you had pressure or pain on the backside knee, it's because you're bending a knee that doesn't want to bend. It's in the wrong mechanical position for it to bend. That's why you feel it, okay? Try to stretch your way out of it. Not gonna happen. You gotta change the position. Right. You gotta change the positional capabilities of that knee to allow it to bend. So instead of talking about the specific mechanical elements to take the twist out that we're talking about, we'll just, in the show notes, there'll be links to the specific videos talking about medial yeah. and lateral knee pain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so that would be step two in what we're talking about here. So bringing everything back within the base of support, if I've done that, and then I try to do like an assisted squat, that might be enough. But what we're saying is if you try to do an assisted squat and you still have a knee that doesn't bend, even if you've brought yourself back within your base of support, I need to restore that first in order to actually be able to do a squat appropriately. Correct. Correct. So the the exercises in the short videos that will be linked are to help you based on how far you are in this compensatory sequence that we're talking about, take the twist out so that you can alleviate the stress and allow for those relative motions to happen at the knee to allow it to bend in an authentic way, in a, in a normal way, instead of a compensatory bend. Right. I would say with a, in a, you could say with relative motions or non-compensatory. Right. Non-compensatory knee bending yeah. is what we're trying to reclaim. Yeah. And that's not something right. that a lot of people have that have a, a painful knee. And that's something that, you know, no, I don't want to get too into this, but when we talked about like, we haven't mentioned the recon program at all, but when we're talking about trying to reconstruct movement for somebody, that's a big part of it. A lot of Absolutely. people aren't ready to, in the beginning, are not ready to bend their knees yet. No. no. So they're doing a lot of things in a split stance, standing tall. Maybe if one foot's on the box, the foot is on the a ramp. Uh, weight is being shifted in certain ways to try to take the twist out, to try to recapture the ability to get the bend to start. And then we'll slowly increase the amount of bending with non-compensatory action until yeah. we get a full bend, full-ish bend. Foolish. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep ramming my head against the same wall here, and we're gonna talk about bringing the weight back within the base of support, reclaiming that, yep. getting. Uh, we're talking about knees specifically today, so getting a knee that can bend without compensatory uh, yep. action. Yeah. And then after I have that, then yep. I would want to start going through my, you know, split squatting, lunging, stepping up, moving, uh, you know. Uh, side to side type of motions where I have a knee that can bend, then I can promote the proper muscle activity while keeping relative motions through range of motion, through the range of the exercise. Right. So it's like the, the last piece of the puzzle is being able to push straight down into the ground. Yes. Right. Which typically if in my traditional weightlifting, weight room exercises is always, has always been the goal, even though people don't really know that's the goal. Yes. Is how can I effectively put force down? Right. I have to be able to push straight down to the ground um, without a significant degree of compensatory activity. Right. Now, the higher the loads, the greater the compensatory strategy has to be because I have to give up relative motions to do so. So this is one That's of those it. consequences that, that people just aren't typically aware of, right? We, we talk about recapturing motion, but under load, 
Like, and, and I'm talking about when we're talking about significant loads. So if your intention is to get really, really strong or really, really muscular, you're going to sacrifice relative motions in those circumstances. Because think about this. If I tried to lift with full relative motions, number one, your force production stinks. So does your motor output. I need high motor output under those circumstances, right, to produce the forces necessary to produce strength, gym strength, right? And then I need a reduction in relative motion to put the stress on the musculature so it will respond favorably um, as in hypertrophy. Because again, relative motion lowers the motor output. There are fewer motor units that would be active under that circumstance. You cannot get the biggest and the strongest possible with full relative motions. But you just keep me going. Right. So there you go. It's like, that's fine. I'm fine well, with it. I'm just like, yeah, I feel like I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. But I that's think all right. People need to I hear. don't care. People need to hear it over and over again. You should hear me in the clinic. Yeah. I tell people, oh, I yeah, literally no. tell people the same. I, I use the exact same words. I use the exact same sentences. That's in the same that's session. Why it, I say it over and over and over again. I want it to just be a, like this barrage of. That's why you say again. When you talk, you say again so much. Oh, did I? No, always. I, I don't. It's it's not. I don't think it bothers anybody other than oh. like someone with my brain. But oh. doesn't matter to me. Okay. I just know. I just notice it. I don't really listen to myself too much. I know. Because I know I'm full of shit. Well, yeah. You so you say again a lot. And it's funny too because you say because every one every conversation is the same conversation is one conversation for you. Yes. So it doesn't matter who you're talking to if they've never talked to you they've never spoken to you before if it's a video. That's, a, and no that's actually a brilliant observation because I I think I only do have one conversation that I, it I, is I, one I, conversation. That's why you yeah. need someone to remind you because you you know that you talked about a certain thing but you don't remember when or where you just know that it's part of the same conversation. Right. So you just keep saying so you'll. You, 20 seconds to, into meeting someone, you'll have a conversation where you haven't referenced something, but you'll still say again as a preface to that. <laughs> I, I don't I, know. I'm going to put sticky notes. I'm going to put sticky notes around my screen. Again. Uh, That's what the podcast should be called. It should be called again, dot, dot, dot. Reconsider again. Again. Okay. Reconsider is sponsored by Substance Nutrition. Go to substancenutrition.com. Get your neuro coffee, better coffee, better brain, and synthesis, better protein, better body. Enter the coupon code RECON, R-E-C-O-N, and get free shipping on all of your orders.